our first you know, way of attracting new people now is through content and providing value. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, welcoming to the show, Jonathan, the CEO of NewZest. How are you doing today? G'day. I'm great. Thank you, Chase. Awesome. Awesome. So for those uninitiated, uh, can you just give them a quick idea of what, what is NewZest as a company? What kind of products do you guys bring to market? Sure. Uh, we are a plant-based nutrition brand, originally out of New Zealand and Australia, but we're now all around the world. And uh, so I don't get in trouble. I'm the CEO of the new, the uh, USA uh, branch or leg or territory of the of the brand. Yeah, but we are basically all about this planet of ours thriving and people thriving through plant-based nutrition and having the most efficacious, science-based, clean product uh, available and possible for people. Awesome. Absolutely. And we'll kind of get into uh, the differentiation of, you know, that there's the US portion of the business and obviously uh, the Australian and New Zealand portion of the business. So let's just dive right in. Take me back to before you joined the team and helped them expand over to America. It has something to do with skateboarding. Yeah, that's right. I tell you, I just, it's life is funny. I never imagined I would be running a plant based nutrition company, which is mostly an e commerce company in terms of where our sales uh, come from in the United States. But um, it all started when I used to run a um, skateboard and clothing brand, a number of brands with my dad, who um, that's a whole other story, but he was kind of legendary in, in little old New Zealand. He was one of the people who brought, essentially brought skateboarding to New Zealand and, and that he was the first of two brands back in the late 70s um, when skateboarding was just exploding. I took over the business from him when he kind of semi-retired up north and um, uh, what, a person who worked for us, her name is Claire, she ended up being one of my best friends. And when I finally sold my business, because I was moving to the States, I'd married an American woman and I was moving to the States. Um, I needed something to do for a year. I'd sold my business. I had nothing to do. And she said, listen, come help us launch this nutrition brand. And I was like, what is it? It's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, whatever. She's like, listen, trust me. Okay. I can do three days a week. All right. So I just basically chucked this product in the back of my little car at little, um, Toyota something. And drove all the way around New Zealand, which you can do. It's very difficult to drive. You can drive all the way around the United States, but just to dedicate 5 million years to do it. But in New Zealand, you can do it really fast. And I just chucked this product in the back of the car, went round, and literally would call ahead of the town I'm going to, book an appointment with like five, six store owners, go in and sell what was at that time just a plant-based uh, protein and a greens product. And the thing that happened for me was... I mean, I love selling and I've always loved selling. So I was just like, whatever, that'll be great. I'll help you launch this thing. It was so easy to sell because the product was so great. By the time I was done, I'd like sold myself on how great the product was. I was like, I went to the, the owner of the brand who was a New Zealander living in Sydney and we just launched it. 
I was the first sales rep ever worldwide for the brand. And I said to him, can I bring this to the US? I don't have a job. I'm just going to the US. Can I bring it? And he said, sure. So I arrived in the US without a job and just this product and uh, to sell. And we bought our first, you know, um, shipment in, I think, in the end of 2013 and started selling like our first tub of protein in like December 2013. And then, you know, it's been awesome the last seven or whatever it is, years, seven, eight years. So, I mean, I love the I love the skateboarding connection. I, I honestly feel that there's something about the DIY ethos of like skateboarding and punk rock that you find it in so many entrepreneurs that are successful that they just come from that like, well, no one's going to help us. We got to do it ourselves background. And then they just accidentally stumble into the world of business. Yes, absolutely. And my dad was the consummate, is the consummate businessman. In fact, he started up the skateboard company again after I sold it, <laughs> reclaimed it. He can't help himself. And and I loved you. I loved that business because everybody in it was so kind of like, you know, their own person and screw the man and all that kind of stuff. And so it was a great place to get my my entrepreneur, you know, feet wet, so so to speak. Yeah, it's a lot of characters in those worlds. Uh, yep. It's very interesting. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 80,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Gymshark, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, merchants like you can get one month of automated Shopify backups for free by visiting rewind.io slash honest. That's R-E-W-I-N-D dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. All right. So 2013, you moved to America yep. and you are now... Do uh, you have a new position with the company? Or are you still kind of just the sales guy? No. So I moved to the America and the way we as a brand work is each territory is... Uh, its own business. I'm not, I am, I have the rights to this brand for this territory for North uh, America. And um, so I started my own business here and, and bought and literally bought the product. So I'm not, uh, you know, it's not partly owned by the US, uh, sorry, the Australian uh, headquarters or anything like that. We're our own thing. We just have the rights to this territory. Yeah. Oh, that's a very interesting model that I don't think we've talked about on the show before. I'm pretty familiar with it. It's not like a licensing deal per se, but like, so you're sourcing the product straight from them, importing it yourself. And yeah, I'm you like the master. Are... You could say I'm the master distributor. Nobody else, everybody who buys it in this country has to buy it through me. Um, whether you're whether you're Whole Foods, like Whole Foods who stocks it in the Pacific Northwest, or um, you know, from our side or from anywhere you could buy it, it start, it comes through us and, um, we're the ones who, we, we're the ones who are selling it to anybody who's buying it here. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So 2013, you come, you've got this connection to an amazing product that almost sells itself. Uh, that's how much you believe in it. How did you get started, uh, kind of in breaking into the American market? Yeah, well, that, and that's it's interesting because, like I said before, about uh, most of our, um, sales are online. About ninety something percent of them now, and um, but I started by trying to do exactly what I did in New Zealand. I started by calling stores um, and getting product in the back of my car and driving to stores. And after a couple of years of doing that, we'd gotten into a hundred or so stores, maybe more. Um, the business was off the ground, but it was so it was such hard work and so slow going and. The people love the product, but this country is massive. And 
you know, to get a meeting with someone. Like in New Zealand, I would literally pick up the phone and I'd be speaking to the owner. There's only like two chain stores in our the natural health space in the whole country. Here, every almost everything's a chain store. And yeah, there are tons of independent mum and pop shops and all that. But I was just really struggling to get the kind of traction and have the kind of exponential growth that we had. When we launched to New Zealand, within a year, we were the best-selling plant-based protein in the whole country. Like it caught fire. And to this day, most of their businesses, um, business to bit, most of their sales are business to business. So that's how I, I got started by banging my head against a brick wall of trying to do the same thing I did in New Zealand in a, sm- a very small economy and climate, uh, it, it here in the States, and which led me, um, to e-commerce. Probably, you know, the, the awakening was 2016. 2016, yeah. uh, you know, after just grinding for a couple of years, you built up a wholesale portion of the business. Is that business still there though? You still have the wholesale side of the business? Oh, yeah. And it's growing and we're, you know, we, you know, it's catching fire to a certain degree. And, we, you know, the e-commerce success is certainly helping that. But yeah, I um, definitely, I mean, that's a huge focus for us as well. But like, it's just, it, it's just very small <laughs> compared to everything else at the moment. Uh, but yeah, it was... Um, I always had the website and we started off on Amazon, but I did virtually nothing with it. I put all my energy into the wholesale and then that completely switched around maybe the end of 2015, beginning 2016. Hey everybody, do you wanna win back valuable lost time for your support team? Gorgeous has machine learning functionality that takes the pressure off small support teams and gives them the tools to manage a large number of inquiries at scale, especially during the holiday season. Gorgeous combines all your different communication channels like email, SMS, social media, live chat, and even phone into one platform and gives you an organized view of all of your customer inquiries. Their powerful functionality can save your support team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. They have allowed online merchants to close tickets faster than ever with the help of pre-written responses integrated with customer data to increase the overall efficiency of customer support. Their built-in automations also free up time for support agents to give better answers to complex product-related questions, providing next-level support, which helps increase sales, brand loyalty, and recognition. Eric Brandholtz, the founder of Beard Brand, says, We're a seven-figure business, and we have essentially one person on customer support and experience. It's impossible to do it without tools like Gorgeous to help us innovate. Learn how to level up your customer support by speaking to their team here. Visit gorgeous.grsm.io slash honest. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot G-R-S-M dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Awesome. Let's talk about that. That's what everyone here is trying to do. While I... you know, At this point, Amazon is just part of any brand and you have to have your own strategy there. But I am a very big proponent of you need to own your customer relationship mm-hmm. and you need to have your own store. Yeah. And that's that's what you kind of kicked off uh, you know, in the beginning of 2016. Uh, How did you get started? What did that look like? Yeah. So um, as I said, we, you know, we had a website. You know, we had a website. Um, it was selling some product. Um, we had Amazon and it was selling, um, but not much. Um, soon into it, I had the same uh, uh, kind of uh, epiphany that you've clearly modeled your approach on, which was that you shouldn't have all your eggs in the Amazon basket. So 
I was listening to a lot of the Amazon sort of um, thought leaders at the time, Scott, I can't remember, Vogel, I think, it's or Scott, the amazing seller, and, you know, Ryan Daniel Moran, all these guys, brilliant guys, all the YouTube videos. And so I was, you know, I was learning the Amazon thing and it was, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but, um, I didn't want to be, be dependent on Amazon. Yeah. And so I very quickly realized I needed to educate myself in, e- in tr- regular e-commerce, not just trying to hack Amazon and, you know, do all the, the, the gray and white hat stuff that you can do. Um, but I, I also learned very quickly, don't do the grace head stuff, just do the white head stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's soon enough. It's soon enough. We'll, we'll get you, yeah, we'll get you tagged and oh, you don't want to do that. Oh my gosh. I did, I literally did, you know, a little bit of stuff with, you know, getting people to do reviews. And at that time, it wasn't against the terms of service anyway. It was fine, but I pretty quickly learned, you know what? I didn't want to go down this route. I, and I just switched strategies to only, you know, everything that was a hundred percent. You don't um, want to risk it. It's not worth no, the risk. No, hundred percent. So yeah, I just basically started to like educate myself, and you know, um, what I started to learn right at the beginning was the power of influencer marketing. Um, and I have, if I look at my our e-commerce, it's been built on three sort of um, pillars. One mm-hmm. is influencer marketing. It was kind of like at that that point where influencer marketing was everybody was beginning to get into it um in the way it currently is now um but it was it was so hot it was so like you know um you felt like you were on the inside you were on the in, the inner circle if you knew about influencer marketing at least and that was my experience when i talked to people about it who weren't in e-commerce or back in new zealand they were like oh yeah that sounds great and it made sense but it wasn't like Everybody now, it's like you have to have an influencer program. You have to have da 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 da. So influencer marketing was something I discovered pretty quickly, and we've had some really amazing partners who who are all about getting, um, you know, empowering people living healthy lives. That over the time that we've been in business, we've just kept partnering up with more and more people who have a similar message who resonate in the way we do with that message. Um, and then so that was pillar number one. Pillar number two, I also really learned pretty quickly from listening to all of the different people out there. You've got to build an email list. I mean, I can't imagine anybody who's listened to your podcast or watch your YouTube video, um, who, who hasn't heard that message 50 million times. And, you know, and the most recent version of it. The email list isn't dead. The list is still alive. You know, <laughs> I, I we tell people all the time: if if email isn't responsible for thirty percent of your revenue, you're doing something wrong. Wrong, right? So I I kind of like I I kind of simple. I, it's it was simple. It was a simple message. I'm a simple guy. I was like, yeah, okay. I like simple targets. Build build my influencer community. One, I can do that. I can reach out to people and say, hey, can I send you a sample of our product? Would you like to try it? I think you're, I love your, you know, feed or channel or whatever. I love what you're doing. Can you, would you like to try some product? Who doesn't want to try some free product? Everybody does. So that was easy. I could do that. That's just like sales and, you know, being authentic to what you're about. And then, um, number two, build the list. Okay. What can we do to build the list? What can we do to attract people? And, you know, I started with, um, giveaways. You know, giveaways, product giveaways, uh, enter a competition, sign up, you know, give us your email address and you get a chance to win. And actually, we've had phases of not doing that and doing that and all, but all the way through, we've always been doing giveaways and it's been one of the most reliable 
ways to build our list. And, um, you know, even though I know some people are not hot on giveaways because they might say, well, the leads aren't too qualified. They're just people who want to win free stuff. What I think is if they want to win your free stuff, if we, you know, the only thing we ever give away is our product. We don't give away iPads or iPhones. If they are happy to give their email address in order to possibly win a tub of protein, then that's somebody who wants protein. I don't know. What else are they planning to do with it? Sell it on eBay? I don't know. But I think most of them probably want what they're entering the giveaway to win, you know? Yeah, I would say uh, I say it's still a great. If you're giving away your own product, it's a great model. I would yeah. say if you wanted to drill down a bit more, maybe segment those people off into their own specific welcome campaign. Right, could that be more educational? Because yes. they probably are less. You know, it's probably it's probably right. It's probably a little lower quality, but you know, all that means is you have to work a little bit harder to educate them. Businesses are the most successful when they own their own data, customer relationships, and their growth. That's why more than 50,000 e-commerce brands, big and small, trust Klaviyo to deliver their ideal customer experience. Klaviyo is the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and all sizes. With email automation, SMS marketing, list growth tools, and more, you'll get everything you need to build strong relationships that keep your customers coming back. If you're tired of relying too heavily on paid advertising or third-party marketplaces for your sales success, you're not alone. It's time to take back control of the customer experience. More and more online businesses are moving to Klaviyo to grow higher value customer relationships through personalized email and SMS marketing. And the results are staggering. Ready to drive future sales and higher customer lifetime value with a marketing platform built for your long-term growth? You should get a free trial of Klaviyo over at klaviyo.com honest. That's K L A. V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Well, 100%. And look, one of the things along the way, so I, I said my main principles for building are super simple. And then if you start with really super simple uh, principles, you can kind of get like into more detail and nuance. So, you know, for every new lead, we have a nurture sequence for that lead. Somebody who's just meeting us for the first time, we're out to give them value. So our Clavio, you know, uh, sequence is all about giving value to that person who hasn't purchased yet. You know, they might get 30 emails over 30 days or 10 emails over 30 days or whatever. It changes. Um, but it's this recipe. It's this, um, tip on sleeping. It's how can we help you achieve your optimum health? Even if you never give us your credit card, uh, and buy a product, we want you to have a great experience from coming in contact with our brand. And so that's kind of our, and I learned that from George Bryant, who's one of my favorite people. Um, he was behind vital, a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of brands like vital proteins and help them grow and stuff like that. And he's on, you can find him on YouTube. Um, but yeah, he, ta- he taught me to always, um, give value regardless of whether they give you their credit card and, and out love, you know, out care, actually get connected to the fact that you earn business to make a difference with people. You're not just in the business to make money. And so good. You have this opportunity to make a difference over and over and over again with every new person who comes into contact with your brand. So that's our approach with new leads who come through our, into our funnel, so to speak, um, Mm -hmm. via a giveaway. But then Chase, in terms of building that list, what has far supplanted and surpassed giveaways has been content marketing. So, and that's now where the real, you know, quality relationships are being built. We are out to produce great content for people, articles, 
solve their problems, find out what they're struggling with, how can we help? So whether it's a video that helps solve that problem, whether it's a Facebook post, an article that's been turned into a Facebook post, whether it's a, an article on our website with the, the, that the, that's being posted somehow on our Instagram or through Facebook or an ad or whatever. Our first, you know, way of attracting new people now is through content and providing value, which is again, these like, if you don't know this, if you've been listening to e-commerce podcasts and you haven't heard these three things, I'm not saying anything new. I think the point to take away from it is they work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said something, you kind of alluded to something there that you, you build pillar content and then recycle it everywhere, which is like, it's not really a, a way to cheat. It's just a way to work smart. Exactly. That's exactly right. And in terms of um, pillar content, yeah, we would pick a, for example, we have a, a, a blog post, everything you need to know about pea protein, because our, our protein is made from peas, European golden peas grown in France. And this thing is like a 2,000, maybe 3,000 word post, and it links to tons and tons of other little posts. So every 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 section is it's uh, is, a, is a small section um, that then branches off. So it's a content tree, and exactly as you said. So we've got two kinds of pillars. We've got a we've got a pillar page, which is sort of like the the mother that then branches off into a whole bunch of content. And then yeah, right, yeah, we'll take that post and it'll maybe become a video. And that'll go into YouTube or we'll do a Q&A session on that. And it goes into our, you know, Facebook group or it'll be a Facebook ad or it'll be, it'll be a Instagram. So you're right. The same content can be used in multiple different locations. But the other, the, the, you triggered me with the word pillar. There's also recognizing that there is core content that then can, can become like a big tree with a lot of branches. And that's the other thing that we've discovered along the way is that, um, you know, finding um, ways to, because you could do content about everything. We've got to, we had to kind of work out what are we going to do, like to focus ourselves. And that's one of the ways we did it. We'd pick a one core topic and then that would start to grow out branches. And that's one of our content growth strategies. Yeah. I think that uh, for smaller brands, just coming up with how to build the content strategy is just such a struggle. Because uh, again, every brand's unique, every product's unique, every customer's unique. So the strategy behind how to build out the content is always kind of like uh, strategy first. You got to think about it. You know, there's not yes. really like because like with some of the tactics and and strategies, it's just like well, just do this. This works mm. with content. It, there's no one size fits all approach. Oh my gosh! And it's a constant conversation. Well, things stopped focusing on my face. It's a constant <laughs> conversation in our company. Like we're always talking about. You know, who are our target audiences? What are they dealing with and struggling with? How can we help them? Should we focus on this person right now and this problem or should we focus on that? So even though we're like six years into producing content, content, content every month, all the time, we're still like always, <laughs> you know, like kind of crazy about what should we do next? Where should we put our focus? So I, I don't think that changes. I imagine there's some entrepreneur out there who's just like zen about it, who just wakes up in the morning and sees the light and goes, yeah, I know exactly the content I want to create. And they just know it's right. But that ain't me. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I love that you're being honest and being like, we don't have our shit together still. No. Like, we're, we're still working it out. Oh, my gosh. So my marketing manager, Krista, who I just love, she's so great. She basically runs the show. And I just bother her with whatever's on my <laughs> mind. 
Um, and her and I are always dealing with, oh my God, there's so much can we do? What the heck are we going to focus on? We're trying to do too much. I mean, you know, the day you stop having problems is a bad day because, you know, you're no longer above ground maybe or your business has gone under. I mean, what it is to be in business is to be bridging that next gap between where you are and where you want to be. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E dot I-O. Since 2004, Avalara's vision has been to harness the power of cloud technology to help simplify sales tax for businesses of all sizes. Avalara's solutions are designed to affordably scale with businesses as they grow over time. Tax compliance is not a revenue-generating activity, so Avalara's technology is designed to help you manage tax compliance as efficiently and accurately as possible, so you can reclaim your valuable time and reduce risk in your business. With more than 1,000 signed partner integrations, Avalara likely integrates with the ERP, e-commerce, mobile payment, and point-of-sale systems you use today. Find out how your business can be sales tax ready at avalara.com slash honest. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Avalara, tax compliance done right. I think what you just said actually led me to something which is Embrace that struggle. I think if I had any advice to someone starting out, rather than getting completely wound up about what's the right way to go, embrace that creative struggle of not knowing what's the right way to go. Oh and, yeah, and do and do do something. Do get started because that struggle, that feeling of am I doing the right thing, isn't going to go away. And even when you think you're doing the right thing, then reality comes along and kicks you in the butt and says, "Ah, uh, sorry, that's no longer working. You need to just completely reinvent yourself." <laughs> Yeah, I think the uh, the paralysis of choice. Just ignore that. Just just make a choice, and you'll learn quickly whether or not it was the right one. And then That's you can right. then you can fi- then you can fix it if it was wrong. You can pivot. Yeah. But not making a choice is where a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get scared about it. It's not going to ruin your business. There's literally no choice out there that you can't recover from. Usually, totally. Oh, I mean, you know, exactly. There are obviously there are exceptions to that, but yeah, that's right. And particularly as you're starting out, like writing an article that nobody reads ain't going to kill you. You know, yeah. and I mean, and that's the other thing as well, like with writing articles and doing content, it, we always were like, oh, but you know, who's searching for this from an SEO perspective? Like, is anyone searching for this? And then, you know, we kind of realized like, all right, well, sometimes we're going to write articles that we really um, have an intention that people who are searching on Google find this article and it helps them solve the problem that way, you know. What's the difference between pea and rice protein? I mean, we have one of our articles rank, at least at one point it was ranking page one. That's great. We're helping people work that out. Um, but most of our articles, we're just shooting, we're just firing shots in the dark. Okay. People who take our protein are trying to, um, go plant based. So let's do an article on the value of a plant based diet and let's just put some Facebook money behind it. And we'll just, and if it, and if it attracts people and people engage with it, great. We'll put more Facebook money behind it. And if they don't, then let's write another article because that one didn't really interest anybody. 
I think that, I mean, just creating content for the sake of creating content is something that you just need to get in the mindset of because yeah. regardless of the SEO ramifications, good or bad of whatever content you just produced, you can still use that. Like the way that the podcast, we turn this into a trans, we transcribe it, we make a blog post about it. And then I email everyone every week, the podcast, and I get people to the website from that newsletter. Like I kind of don't care about the SEO stuff right out the gate. That comes later on. So yeah. just making just making the the content and giving it to your audience that already exists or to your existing customers or subscribers, like yeah. just doing that is like worth it in and of itself. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I like, um, again, on that kind of tension of what do I do? I mean, it's funny when I listen to people on podcasts, they all sound like they've got it together and they know, oh, and they're so clear. But I mean, literally, like as I'm speaking to you, I kind of sound like someone who's clear. But straight after this, I'm going to go back to, oh, gosh, what should we do next? I have no idea. Oh, no, let me just like go have a coffee and like put off thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like that tension is there. Oh, but yeah. It's interesting because in talking to you, like I get excited about this stuff and I feel like that's the best space to be in, like the space. And it's so cliche to say, follow your passion and just go out there to try and help people. But I feel like that's really a good way to start because at least then you'll be enjoying making mistakes because you're going to make yeah. mistakes anyway. So you may as well have fun doing it. Oh yeah. If you're not passionate about the product that you are bringing to the market, you can't have, you won't be having fun making the content around it. You won't have fun just doing your job. Uh, and then you'll kind of, you won't, you won't, uh, be able to overcome the grind when, when sometimes you got to grind. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. If you could go back in time, you know, let's say like three or four years ago and, and, and stop yourself from doing something, you know, is there any mistakes that come to mind that oh, you kind of want to help anyone not do? Man, that is such a good question. Um, questioning myself. I mean, it's, it's kind of silly because, but, you know, one of the things that I would sometimes do is go through like periods of listening to this, reading that, and like you said, paralysis by analysis or thinking about it too much. And I would just keep, I keep like, um, straying from the path of what was already working, which still had so much, um, and to this day has so much juice in it, both, um, personally, emotionally, and, you know, fulfilling, fulfillment wise, but also in terms of sales. Like it, I say now, like our three pillars for growing the business has been, um, influencer partnerships, affiliate par partnerships, um, uh, building that list and content marketing, um, man, like the times I would stray off in this direction or that direction and get distracted, I would say, don't worry about that other stuff. Just get like, just that, that bucket is so deep, just fall in love and go even deeper in that bucket and you'll do better. That's probably what I would say. Oh, absolutely. There's a good concept out there called the one, one, one strategy, which I'm like forcing a buddy of mine. He's not starting an e-commerce business. He's starting a service business, but it's have... Uh, have one product, one offer. Uh, no, sorry, one marketing channel, one offer, and one market, uh, and just focus on that. And until that works, don't even worry about adding a second thing to anything. Uh, so you know, it, it, it's you obviously are a little bit further along. You've got three marketing strategies. You've got two or three different markets now with wholesale and direct to consumer, uh, and you've got a few more products in the product line. Uh, but that comes in time. Yeah. First, if you, until you get that like first core part of the business working, 
ignore everything else. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you can spend your whole life, you know, listening to this, that, and the other strategy. And there's no short. Now there's just so much information out there. It's almost you've got to you've got to shut it off, and you've got to get just get into it. Yeah. Absolutely. If there, all right. So, is there anything I forgot to ask you that you think would be uh, useful to share with the audience? I, I think what you just said was perfect. It's like you get into all of the other stuff as you get along. Like once you've got an audience, once you've got an email list, and you're sending them to the site. Oh, then you'll get into conversion rate optimization and building landing pages and all of the upsells and cross sells and da da da. And you'll hear endless stuff about that as well. But you know, I think I, I don't think there's anything else. I think to ask me anything else would probably be to complicate the thing more. Whereas <laughs> the, what the the gem of today's podcast or interview is. Um, Keep it simple and just yeah. Know. I mean, honestly, you just got to get started and get out there and start selling the thing. Selling is like uh, is the hard part, and yeah. people like to ignore it by putting busy work in front of them. Like, well, I need CRO or I need my website to look better. It's like, no, if you have a product, go sell it. Totally, a hundred percent. Yeah, sell it. That's right. And there's lots of great people out there to help you get started. Like your your um, podcast and. But there's so much op, op, like how to just get started and the sweat. I mean, there's enough. That's the other thing. There's enough to do just to do one thing. I mean, like just to learn Facebook ads and or just to learn like how to get that con that article you just wrote in front of people. Unless you've got a, like a ton of money, startup capital, you're gonna have to learn all of that stuff yourself. And there's an, there's like an you could spend a lifetime just learning social media, uh, paid traffic advertising. So you know, just get like that core stuff going and learn what you need to learn and get expert at that. And then the next thing will just show itself and reveal itself to you. Yeah. It's uh, once you kind of get some traction, you're, you're clearly going to know where the pain point is in your business and what needs solved next. Yeah. Uh, so just get started and get things off the ground. That's it. Awesome. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on today. If people are curious uh, about New Zest, where should they go to pick up some protein? You know, go to newzest, N-U-Z-E-S-T, N-U-Z-E-S-T dash USA.com or just Google Newzest. You'll, you'll, it will be the top. So that's where to go. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. No, really great. Thanks for having me. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.